the county and I look, there's no case. There is no litigation. It is the threat of litigation. So the bullies are saying, if you don't give me what I want, we're gonna sue you. And let's face it, they're multimillionaires or, or more. So Ross is threatening to billion. sue the township? Threatening to sue the township if they get a no answer on this. And, and the township, let them sue. well, what the township can't afford, I'm we assuming. Can't afford, we can't afford it financially, we couldn't afford it. And they could drag it on for years to so the point So can where, everybody do this? So can I just threaten to sue the township for anything that I want? Well, if you had enough money. Well, exactly, it's money. And here's the it's thing, the money. it's privatizing profits and socializing risk. And it's happening all over the place. Companies with money are just doing whatever they want to do. And if they don't get their way, they sue. And the little people like us can't do a whole lot about it. All the power wow. is in zoning. And in the past, we thought we had power in zoning. No more. Because our zoning laws, like if something passes zoning, EPA told me this, if something passes zoning, and it goes to the EPA and it's zoned properly, the EPA can't say no, as long as their request falls within the guidelines of the law. Welcome back to Resistance Chicks. We're your hosts, Leah and Michelle. This episode is going to be one of our deep dives. Now, when it comes to East Palestine, everyone was in an uproar of, I can't believe this has happened. What's going to happen? We're all going to die. Look at these chemicals. And it was a big hullabaloo for a long time. Yeah. And then it just went quiet. And all of a sudden, no one's really worried about the chemicals. I guess all the people hauling the chemicals off to some unknown place, they'll take care of it. They, we're back to trusting that they're going to do a very good job. Um, so we have with us Karen Johnson and Elizabeth Rattray. Did I say your last name right there, Elizabeth? Yes. yes. All right. Very good. Now, they are, from what I can tell, lady warriors on something that is should be concerning to all of us, but especially to us as fellow Ohio citizens. Yeah. Okay. And, and also- We've had an environmental catastrophe that happened in East Palestine. Yeah. And they came in and they said, we're going to clean this up. We got this. Okay. Obviously, you can't clean up the dirt. <laughs> okay, don't try to sell me a bridge. Okay, so there's really, there is no real remediation, but the remediation that they're supposedly doing, they're sending this toxic waste to areas where there's people, where it could affect Lake Erie. And we have these two ladies on who are going before their zoning and saying, no, not, not near me. Okay. okay, not just not near you guys, but you are taking on a beast that's even bigger than East Palestine yes. waste. This is a big beast. So we're taking on Mike DeWine. We're taking on true, you know, we're, we're coming at this from a true environmental standpoint, which goes to show that those 
mostly on the left who say climate change and talk about environmentalism, they don't really mean environmentalism. They don't really mean taking care of the land, taking care of the water, taking care of our drinking uh, water. We have corruption on the right. We have corruption on the left. This whole thing goes down. This is a bipartisan corruption. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay, Mike DeWine approving... Um, something that we're, I, I want, um, Karen and, and Elizabeth, I want you guys to introduce yourselves and then guys, we're going to allow them to tell you a story that is going to cause your blood to boil and hopefully put you into action because there is something that we can all do about this and that's to make a ruckus. Yeah. And so please listen to their story. And then we need you guys to do one thing to share this video out. So thank you, Karen. Thank you, Elizabeth, for joining us. All right. Let's start with you, Elizabeth, because you are actually, uh, you were on, you created a comprehensive land use plan. You were on the Board of Zoning Appeals. You've been in this for a while. Tell us um, a- about this situation that's happening with this waste and why you're so concerned about it. I actually thought that my service in those two capacities was enough. It's not. This is so much bigger. You, you've got to stay in it. You have to stay on top of it. And the citizens have to participate too. This has been in the works since... Um, probably about 2014, 2015, when wow. uh, this whole plan was put in place for the Ross expansion plan. And okay, as any good business, that's what they're doing. That's their business model. That's their plan. So wait, but let the me, people let me stop you who real quick. have the say, tell people what who Ross is before we jump into the Ross expansion plan. Tell people a little bit about okay. who Ross Industries is and why the you're Ross concerned. Environmental. Okay. Ross Environmental Industries is an incinerator, hazardous waste incinerator uh, facility in our community. They've been operating for years. Uh, Started out literally with a guy driving around in a truck just taking garbage from people. There were no guidelines, nothing. And he would just burn it on his property and bury it. And everybody thought it was funny. They'd have like beer drinking parties and watch the barrels jump. I'm not kidding. And But as time progressed and and rules and regulations came into play, in order for them to continue to operate, they had to create some sort of a zoning plan that would allow them to continue to operate. So wait, wait, wait. So it was... Why would they... (laughs) Okay, so when you're doing something criminal because the rest of us are not allowed to burn trash, okay, and then bury it, all right? So how in the world did they even decide that this was a good idea and hey you know what we'll just make it legal just for you well by the time this all transpired they had created the technology or built the technology for this incinerator and it it is i'm not gonna gonna lie it's pretty uh uh, state-of-the-art Okay, but it's not fail-safe it's not perfect and it's still polluting (laughs) so shut the incinerator down i wish we could what we're trying to do though is keep them from growing and expanding in the heart of our community in a populated area that literally the waterway that goes through their property is willow creek which is a tributary of the black river which empties into lake erie the great lakes is one of if not the largest surface water supply on the planet wow we can't afford to contaminate that (laughs) wait 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 wait. again 
um, our friends Kevin and Christine, they I have heard some of these stories and 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 you know, but I didn't quite catch. I knew there was a waterway that went to the Black River that went to Lake Erie, but it literally goes through Ross Industries property. Yes. <laughs> I, if you don't laugh, you'll cry. Um, it's, it's exactly. So okay, so the, they want to grow. Something though. They want to, but what they want to do is to kind of partner with the incineration uh, facility. They need to be able to keep their costs down and not transport the ash and the liquid that is created by this process. So they're they're looking to be permitted to bury it, and they've bought hundreds of acres of land in our community. And you can't tell me that this little start here of the permission that they're getting is going to stop. What no, area of Ohio are you guys in uh, again? Lorain County. We are in Northeast Ohio. It's actually Lorain, but um, it's, it's a strange little hamlet where, where different communities converge. Ross Industries is technically, their mailing address is Grafton, but they are um, regulated. They come under Eaton Township zoning resolution. Okay. Is that I live in Eaton Township. My address is Columbia Station. Okay. <laughs> okay. The zoning is Eaton Township Resolution. Okay, so this is... Who wrote help write that zoning. So what you're saying is just that... For heavy just for heavy industry. So the guy, I guess his name was Ross, who started the company. He went from backyard trash to heavy or industrial. Like grandpa, like great-grandpa kind of. Yeah. Back. So they went to heavy industrial waste incineration and... I believe you guys said one in, in Karen, you can jump in here or Elizabeth answer this. Is this the only industrial waste incinerator in Ohio? No, it is not. Okay. Karen, you want to speak to that? Four total. There's four. Yes. Okay. So there's, there's four total of these industrial race. Now are they waste incinerators? Is Ross industries already zoned for heavy industrial or are they just zoned for light industrial right now? The land that the incinerator is, operates on is 83 acres, and it is zoned heavy industrial. They got it okay. approved back in 2015. Okay. okay. So how did they get the contract from, I'm guessing, is it the state of Ohio that's contracting to get rid of this waste? From East Palestine? Yeah. That's what Karen, we're not totally sure, because originally we were told that the EPA went to Ross on like a Sunday and asked them if they would take this waste. Okay. Now they sort of changed their story when I said that they were brokering hazardous waste and they've decided that it's now it's Norfolk Southern that went to Ross. But oh. who went to Ross the, and that the EPA vetted Ross for this. Okay. Even if the EPA vetted Ross, they were already over capacity. Okay. They had been asked multiple times for the last couple of years to increase their storage capacity, and they're not a storage facility. So there has been a backlog of hazardous waste in our country, and there's only like a couple dozen hazardous waste incinerators in the entire country. And there's been a backlog, so they don't know where to put this stuff. So they're pushing it off on the ones that basically don't have lawsuits around them. There's, uh. a, there's one in um, East Liverpool 
which is actually not that far from East Palestine. And it's got lawsuits. Like, it's like bound up in lawsuits right now. What and kind of lawsuits? Do you know? People are getting sick. <laughs> and it's PIFAs, especially, that people are getting sick from. And in fact, this was like why there's been a moratorium on expansions for heavy industrial or hazardous waste incinerators. You said pieces, pieces in the air falling to the PIFAs. ground. P-F-A-S. Oh, okay. In fact, I don't know if you saw, it was like headline news yesterday. In North Carolina, they were testing dogs and horses, and they were finding high levels of PFAS in okay. the dogs and the horses in North Carolina that were okay. drinking well water. The well water, contaminating so all the over the country, this stuff is getting into our water. And PFAS are considered forever chemicals. Mm -hmm. And in fact, I talked to the EPA, and they're so bad the, that they don't know. that The EPA doesn't totally understand them. Okay. These are, and in fact, they don't even know what the regulation should be on the incinerators for PFAS. And what their plan is, they're sending out this schedule um, 114 request. To all the incinerators on on what how and they're going to find the cleanest incinerator the incinerator that can contain the PFAS the most and that's going to be the guideline for the rest of the incinerators not health standards okay so that for our viewers PFAS are um polyflora alkyl how do you say the alcohol it's the substances that are chemicals that are resistant to grease oil water and heat wow think so you basically can't get rid teflon. of them it's teflon heat. okay do you remember when we used to all cook on teflon yeah yes poisoning ourselves and the environment forever yeah exactly exactly and and but that's already been proven i mean there's been lawsuits against teflon they, that has already been proven so now you're talking about these forever chemicals and i i saw elizabeth like emphasizing heat even heat can't get rid of these things like they are what are they superman i mean it's like we need the kryptonite for pifas so this this heavy industrial waste that they're incinerating they can't incinerate these so that's just going up into the air landing going into the into the water so we do know that there are horrible chemicals coming out of East Palestine that are worse than Teflon. And, right. and so explain something to me, what it is they're doing to remediate. What is it they're storing? Are they storing? Well, there's two different types dirt? of dirt. Are they wait. storing water? From what I understand, there there's two different types of storage that we're talking about. We are storing things from like like for an example they are storing east palestine waste but what that, is that waste that still needs to be incinerated and dirt? then there's the storage of what do you do with the ash and the liquid disgustingness of after the fact and that's another reason why ross wants to expand so i want to hit both of these separately so let's first talk about the storage of the East Palestine type waste and other types of waste that are that have not that been need to be that yet. need to be incinerated. What is this waste that needs to be incinerated? Well, I know well, that it's part of its soil. They want to burn the soil. Okay. And I believe there's just miscellaneous stuff. We haven't been actually told specifically, but soil was part of it. And then they said, well, the the PVC, the polyvinyl chloride, it's not that bad. In there. I mean, I don't really know what that not that bad is because they've also told us that the hazardous waste ash isn't toxic. Right. I mean, I, I really don't 
believe what Ross is telling us because I've looked they and in one yeah. sentence they will say that after they incinerate, the ash is non-toxic, but the EPA classifies it as hazardous waste because it has heavy metals in it. How can you say that in one sentence? Right. You know? And well, it's listed well, on well, their remember, website. They're creating they're creating two uh two separate things. When they burn it, it is creating the ash that has to be uh you know mixed up in some sort of <laughs> compound that will hold it together as best as possible they can bury it but also there's steam going out into the air um yeah so you've got they're coming out of both ends <laughs> it's 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 horrible but it, it wasn't just the polyvinyl chloride there was a mix of chemicals that created like another forever chemical um that uh is horrible to breathe that people are worried about in their in in the water and when you're seeing this happening around you and this is coming to your town and they want to store it you said that they were storing this waste in movable move, movable vehicles i'm trying to picture okay this is i'm trying, trying to, to paint, paint a picture. Their barrels they're barrels of of dirt of stuff um, yes. what all of the above but i know part of it's dirt um i don't know if they have like railroad ties and you know miscellaneous stuff whatever okay bob ross who started this company whatever would burn would burn i mean and right. they burn the whole barrel they toss the whole barrel into the thing the, the metal and everything everything burns <laughs> you know and as a, a girl scout they tell you don't throw like a plastic or whatever fire yeah. like and so now we're hearing that but they have the proper way to incinerate the so it's okay for them to burn the coke bottle but it's not okay for the average citizen like where is the line here well part of it is they do um contain a lot of it by in the ash I personally believe that the direction that we're going in our country, because I keep hearing that, well, the Clean Air Act, you know, it keeps getting tighter and tighter and tighter. And I said, you know what? At some point, everything is going to microbials. We're going to start doing like microbial breakdown and we're not going to be shoving it into the air, you know, or we're going to come up with another. But here's the thing. We don't incentivize this. There is technology that's being created, even in universities and companies I mean, they're almost like blocking this stuff. I could go down a rabbit hole even with vaccine technology. Let me tell you, there's technology out there that's being ignored because the big companies want to make big bucks. Yes. Yeah. So and that's is Ross incentivized on using microbes? No, they have an incinerator. I get you. I get you. I'm following. Okay, so now we have this in we're we have this vision of these stacked up barrels of things that still need to be incinerated and they're just they, how, give me the number again that you had was it 600,000 663,465 um, gallons of solid phased episodic hazardous waste that still needs to be processed. that is they that this is what they have asked for storage capacity for okay so that's that stuff that's already add, been incinerated no no okay, no waiting to be incinerated and this adds to what they were already storing bringing it up to over a million gallons that they have sitting there 
waiting to go into the incinerator. And they have until the end of December to do this, but every time they've come up against one of these deadlines, they've just asked for a renewal for the past couple of years. So they so are backlogged already. We're at a million gallons they still have to process? Right. Of mixed East Palestine and other hazardous waste that's coming into Rome. And so, okay, so you're coming to us because uh, we got a message, an urgent message from our friends, Christine and Kevin. And they're like, we need exposure on these zoning uh, meetings where the citizens are coming in and saying, we don't want Ross to expand to this. So explain the, the, the zoning on what you're trying to do uh, or, stop. or stop. What are they trying to do with this expansion? So now let's get into that expansion of the, the acreage that they want to be able to, to move forward with. Okay, let's talk about what the zoning says. I'm terribly sorry. I should have read it out loud to you. And I'll, I'll grab that while you guys continue to talk. But here's what you need to understand. The zoning right now, as it is written for heavy industrial, was actually the framework of it was provided by a Ross attorney. <laughs> of course. The, the way it's written, it was any and all compounds that are, and this is the word they used, inimical to humans. Dangerous, hazardous, threatening, right? It allows for those to be processed, stored, incinerated, transported, all of the above by ross okay that that's what it's allowed it's under it's listed under permitted uses of the land that have already got okay. uh, their 83 acres okay where the incinerator is what they're doing is they're bullying and forcing issue to expand that number of acreage so they can also cut their cost of transporting that ash out of the community to other uh, facilities that had been receiving it to keep it here It'll be buried here. The problem in, in this area, the reason why it's not a good idea, why is, here's the why. The water table in Eaton Township and this whole region is so high, you don't have to go very far to hit it. They're talking about going, Karen, correct me if I'm wrong, 17 feet? Well, originally it started at 17 feet. Now they're down 10 feet. I they heard 10. Changing. They keep yeah, changing the deck. That doesn't it, sound very it, deep it, to be burying this super awful toxic no. waste. Well, that's okay. It's going to be 50 feet high. <laughs> what? No. what? Okay, so like, now they want to build okay. a building Before to store we get it? the expansion story, I think it is important. Okay. Now let's get into when they, when they actually process this stuff, it creates two different things, ash and liquid. From steam. what I... Steam. The, the right. steam. And so they then need to st store these things that are actually hazardous like you were talking about karen with the heavy metals and they want to create some sort of my Burial ground, is like a right? cement sludge to keep it all bonded together so that it can't leach into the soil and into the waterways and poison people um but that seems like a, a heavy ask is I, ross possible. is ross already burying it and they want more land to bury or are they shipping it they, out they have they have permission to bury on that 83 acres already, but I'm pretty sure they've already reached Capacity, whatever. Capacity, probably. Yeah. Well, here's the probably thing they're you have to realize, in the beginning, 
before 1971, before they had the EPA, Ross was dumping, dumping on the property. They had lagoons that they would dump the liquids in, just mix the chemical slurry. And this, I found this document on the EPA website. This is documented. So that land should be condemned. Well, what they did, they did a big cleanup project. Sure they did. I, and now they have test wells around that land, old landfill, but there's still chemicals in it. And just recently, just last year, one of the test wells started testing positive for cobalt and 1,4-dioxane. Now, wow. they're not terrible chemicals. However, is it foreshadowing more to come? Is it finally, since 19, you know, 50s and 60s, making its way down to the water table? That's what we don't know. Wow. Wow. Okay, so, so, so they burn, they incinerate the hazardous waste, it becomes ash, then they bind it with something. Karen, talk to us about that, this, this kind of process. And then you mentioned this, it'll go down 10 feet, but it'll go 50 feet high. Like that's endless. I mean, that's, that's a monstrosity of chemicals. Might as well yes. make it into a and, and 23 acres, over 23 acres. Now, here's the thing. Okay. 50 feet high over 23 acres? Yes. And I called the EPA because to me, 23, imagine a mountain of like concrete that's 23 acres and 50 feet high. And we said, even last night at that meeting, I said, you know what? Nobody's talking about what this is doing as far as, I mean, we have problems here with water. And if somebody builds their driveway wrong, it like dumps water on someone's property and it's a big deal. 23 acres of concrete plug that's not allowing rainwater to go down. Where's the water going? Right. And, we and what's it taking with it? Wait, well, not only that, just where is it going? 23 acres. And you know what they said last night? Well, that's not the step we're talking about. Wow. We we're talking about rezoning to heavy industrial as a first step. And we'll talk about what we're doing with the rainwater later. And it's like, well, if you've rezoned them to heavy industrial and they don't get the monofill, they can just put in another incinerator. And that will double the stuff that's coming out of there. Because in January, the state of Ohio approved for them to expand. They didn't even ask. It was just thrown wow. into one of those, tagged on one of those bills. That's uh, very somebody interesting. Somebody. You know, yeah. okay. But as far as the ash, you said, what, what do we, what's, what's the ash? Okay. They are on their website. It says they're mixing it with Portland cement. That is not true. I called the EPA. The EPA said that they're mixing it with kiln dust. Kiln dust, I looked that up. That's the byproduct of the manufacture of Portland cement. It is not cement. And it's another waste product that's looking for a landfill to get rid of it. <laughs> Oh my so gosh! Likely, and you know, it's it's an inert. I don't believe it's a toxic thing, but they're most likely getting paid to take the kiln dust, and they're going to mix it with the ash as well as some limestone. And I get the idea; it's not going to be quite as hard. See, concrete comes from a chemical reaction. Yes. If, I believe it's going to be more of a hardening, you know, like making mud pies and putting them in uh -huh. the sun. You know, it's going to be hard. It will be hard. And they said you can't stick a shovel in it. But I spoke with the hazardous waste division of the EPA, and I, I really wanted to wrap my brain around this. And I said, 23 acres, 
50 feet high and I said and concrete like like hard I said is it going to be hard like concrete she said yes it's going to be hard like concrete and I said 23 acres and 50 feet high and she said no you must be mistaken and I said no I said I'm reading I'm like 23 acres and 50 feet high and she goes no you must be mistaken she said this three times and then I started now okay this was they put in two zoning rezoning requests the first one they asked for 218 acres wow and only 23 of it was for the monofill and that's when we kind of blew up on now that's when i was talking to the epa that had actually the land um lorraine county planning recommended against it and actually the zoning board for our commission commission for eaton township also recommended against it unanimously it, unanimously and then it got to the trustees and there was about to be a hearing on it and the trustees had divided us up as non-residents and residents hearings that's another thing um so anyway it was the day before the residents hearing or the non-residents hearing i'm sorry i spoke with the epa and that's when i was talking about this you know mountain of concrete that they were like no you must be mistaken this was like four in the afternoon the night before the meeting and right after i talked to her it, it was like that's all we talked about was that and the fact that how was ross operating a hazardous waste incinerator on land zoned agricultural non-conforming until 2015 and mm. she told me i must be mistaken there too a few times and anyway i get off the phone with her and less than an hour later, I get a call from a reporter, a reporter who had interviewed me earlier. And he said, Ross just pulled their zoning request. And he said, what's your response? And I'm like, well, my mouth's hanging open, you know, and I just think that they're just going to, you know, come back with another. Oh, I think they, they had already come back with another one for less land. But here's the thing. Why did it happen at the end of the day? the day before that meeting, right after I got off the phone from the EPA. Wow. And since then I have contacted the EPA, the woman I spoke with tells me she cannot comment. She can't tell me why she said that because Ross hasn't submitted an application yet to show what they're doing. So she can't com comment on it. However, the um zoning commission contacted her and that division and they came back with oh there are huge huge landfills there are landfills in this country for nuclear waste so this isn't very very large so anyway i still don't have a straight answer from her but now there are landfills in this country that have nuclear waste <laughs> yes <laughs> better and better. but here's the thing you're talking about something that's completely different than how that they can contain nuclear waste what you're talking about is basically creating a cement open air basically monument with no no not not being contained just being the the cement mixture with the dust now at some point maybe the, they put some sort of the, i'm sure the waterways the, no no here. no there is there is a well, plan there's a yeah, plan there's a plan there's, to kind of cover have, it, up. it what is it three sides it's it's like covered on three like a shed no <laughs> like no it's going to be it, well, and a tarp it's going to have plastic over it, but it's also going to have plastic under it here's the thing they have to collect the seeping it's called leach it it seeps through there when they're when they're 
when this thing's open, when they're dumping into it, moisture can get in. Now, making it hard is going to slow down the moisture movement, but they're going to have this thing open and working on it, and rain yeah. is going to be getting into yeah. it. Yeah. So they have a drain system that they need to put under it to collect that. It's called leach it. And, and that can that? have heavy metals and stuff in it. And then apparently they're going to burn that. They're going to apparently they the incinerator. Wait, wait a minute. Incinerator. If it's so dangerous that they would have to burn the water that comes off of it, I thought from what you've explained that they've explained that once it combines with the kiln dust and the limestone, it is rendering it inert. Well, they have said that. But they've also said that the EPA requires them that they still call it hazardous waste because it started out as that. And so, therefore, they have to have this, this double liner system underneath of it. This is standard for landfills with an HDPE liner. However, when we've looked into it, there's problems with liners. I mean, they even say, you know, think of this, a 23-acre liner. We're talking no one such of them thing. There's a 23-acre liner in a 24-foot pool. And I got a little, I accidentally, the day we put it in, I dropped one of the metal pieces in. And, of course, we've now we've got a hole in the liner. And yeah. within an hour, because we we were filling it up at the time, it, I mean, we've got water seeping out of this tiny, 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 tiny little yes. hole. There's and no machine that's going to make you one big piece. But I can repair that, and I could replace that liner. But if we're talking about a monofill, if the liner goes bad, there's no replacing it. There's no even repairing it. You're just stuck with the fact that it's going to. And they're not. Through. They don't know. They're not going to tell you. And it's there's just no be moving leaking. it. There's no moving it. There's Here's no the moving it. It's forever. It's forever. And right. since it has heavy metals in it. Now, you know, we have these landfills, which are terrible. But you yeah. know what? If in 200 years they find something to do with them, they can dig them up or whatever. This thing is like concrete. And you yeah. can't even take a jackhammer to it because it'll put that dust in the air and everyone will be breathing heavy metal dust. So it's like, to me, it's not a good idea. So they're going to put these two liners underneath of it. They're going to collect and it's going to have gravel and it's going to have compacted clay under it because that supposedly slows down water leaching. However, the EPA has even said there is no such thing as a liner that doesn't leak. No right. such thing. Okay, Elizabeth. And so, therefore, I mean, think of this. I, I, I've done some research online. These HDPE liners, they put them down. They have to drive bulldozers over them to, like, put yeah. this stuff in. And they said there's no way for it not to wrinkle. And then the wrinkles sometimes are scraped off the top with the bulldozer. Of course they are. And, and, and they said that even the top of it, like, when they put that in there, they, the plan is to put plants on it. They're going to put... Dirt on top of the plastic or mm -hmm. the HTPE liner. They're going to put plants on top of it. Now, I have also read that there's there's landfills that are having problems because the plants are sliding off the sides. You know, you start putting, you get too much water like we have in our area. We get these big rains. You know, you're you're you're, you're going to have like you could have a landslide. Could you? No, you have like, like this slide of stuff off the top. So then what they do is, you know, learning all along the way. 
they put this pattern in the plastic, which ends up weakening the plastic, but it gives a little better gripping strength for the clay and stuff to be put on top and for the plants to grow. But they usually don't put that stuff on top until the landfill is closed and covered. And right. this is going to take 48 years to fill. Wow. But they're going to have a ring of trees around it so we don't see it. It'll look very naturey. Okay, <laughs> so Elizabeth, um, coming from the background that you do with being on, like kind of you said, the judicial side of all of this. Right. Tell me about the red flags that went off in your head and you're like, I've got to speak up about this because nothing about this sounds right. The wording of, of this doesn't sound right. So, so what were the red flags that were like, bing, 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 bing? The first thing that I noticed when, when uh, I'm, I'm sitting on my sofa when the train in East Palestine derailed in the news and, you know, all of a sudden I, I sat up and I said, my God, it's anger. And where else is it going to go? It, it, it were that incinerator is in such close proximity. We knew they were they were going to throw their hat in the ring and get that bid. So, um, knowing that, that's when I kind of started looking at what do we have in place because it had been a, a few years since I had served, and that's when I saw the verbiage. For heavy industrial. Excuse oh my me, God. excuse me, Elizabeth. Uh, I have they it. Can do anything. Would you like me to read it? And I know it? they they get angry. Please do. Please do. Okay, let me read um, it. Um, so that okay. everyone knows what what the zoning says. It says storage, Take pregnant pauses. storage, transportation, disposal, burial, burning, processing, solidification, metals recovery, reduction of acid and caustic levels, incineration and related activities with respect to solid and liquid wastes and other materials and compounds regulated by the United States, the state of Ohio, or any other political subdivision or which are described or categorized as inimical to public health by the United States, the state of Ohio, or any other political subdivision, and fly ash, and organic and metallic materials and substances related and ancillary uses, including but not limited to settling ponds, landfills, impoundments, and reclamation control and monitoring facilities and activities. Pretty much everything. Those, that is what is listed in our zoning resolution as permitted uses of that land. Wow. So with the expansion of heavy industrial land use, they'll be able to do any and all of those things in, in a bigger footprint. Bigger. Okay. They can do whatever they want. On hundreds of acres. So the next step, anything that they got really angry in one of the meetings that if they want nuclear waste there, but they literally could. Wow. There's nothing stopping them. We permitted it. Wow. Our, our, our you know, zoning commission per permitted. So when you I, guys... And I don't know, I, I, this is going to sound really angry and snarky, but I don't know on what planet those five people who were sitting on that commission sat and said, well, this is a good idea. The only thing I can think is they were too lazy and too ignorant to understand those words and realize what they were opening up, not just Eaton Township, 
but the region, and I'm sorry, you can call me an alarmist, but the world too. You can contaminate our water and we're done. This is my understanding of being on these boards or being a trustee or any representative. There's no way. is solely to protect the people. Right. And to represent the best interest of the people. So I'm just going to add a funny snippet here to make it a little bit lighter. (laughs) So it took us years to get chickens passed so people could keep six chickens in our in our township yes and we had to like strong arm our trustees to keep chickens for the people for the people so people could keep chickens and you've got these five trustees like whatever just burn it all and i'm like this is the world that we're living in where these stupid trustees and and i'm gonna call them ignorant and stupid because i believe all all of all i believe most people in these positions are should not be there and in order to get in these positions as trustees from what i've seen in in township trustees they get like a power trip and they they feel like they're little like you know bo- uh, you know boss hog sheriffs walking around you know and they it, it's it's a very strange dynamic these trustee positions where you don't really have to have any sort of um environmental background to just say hey yeah i think this is a good idea and what you were saying was that ross industries just the guy who obviously doesn't care about the environment because great granddaddy was burning trash in the backyard and then burying it okay so they don't they didn't go to environmentalist school okay and so you're you're not you should not be trusting them to write your land use authorization so with this you guys went to these trustee um meetings what happened in some of these meetings and was there pushback from the trustees one of the things we have to remember that it, it hasn't gone completely through okay? okay the trustees are at the top they're the executive branch of our government right now it's it's in the legislative branch, which is the zoning commission. There okay. are five of them and two alternates. Those mm-hmm. are the people. They've done very little research, very little um, reading. They they aren't taking seriously the information that they've been provided just by uh, the people, Karen, myself, and their ladies who've really been trying to educate them as much as possible to effects of the potential effects of this. Okay, so you guys um, have been. They between, didn't want to hear it. You guys have so been they before the zoning, the um, the zoning commission. Is that you guys have been talking we've to been, them? We've been before the zoning commission. We've been before the trustees. We've okay. gone to the county planning commissioners. We're we're making as much noise as possible. Here's the deal: I had I requested a moratorium to be placed on any further expansion of. Are a rezoning to heavy industrial until they fix that wording. Look at it. Here's what I was told first by the chairperson of the zoning commission. It's not a priority. Wow. He said that to my face. That's not a priority right now. We've got all these other things going on with developments and and businesses want to do this and that. And I thought, are you kidding me? The next thing that happened is, so the moratorium was in effect for 60 days. Now, when Karen mentioned before about the 218 acres that was the original request, when the moratorium was placed, that was 218 acres already in. So there's nothing I could really do about that, but I knew that I could stop further if I did that. So 
In the middle of that, while it was still in effect, they pulled the original request and under a moratorium resubmitted a at the 122.6 acres. And they, their reasoning was that the planning commission said that that was too large an area uh, because they, they keep saying it's not a health hazard. It's not that we're concerned with. How can you separate um, the fact that zoning is our protection? That is our health and, and safety protection, especially in these, these little townships. That's why they're here. They, they know what they're doing. And they've got big moneyed lawyers to help just steamroll over us. There is the threat of litigation. So they ignored the moratorium. They said, and they won't tell us anything about it. They won't tell us why. They won't answer uh, any. I said, why are they allowed to proceed with this second request when there was a moratorium? And all they kept saying was, it's under litigation. Well, of course, being the nosy person that I am, I went to the clerk of courts. And I went to the county and I looked, there's no case. There is no litigation. It is the threat of litigation. So the bullies are saying, if you don't give me what I want, we're going to sue you. And let's face it, they're multimillionaires or, or more. So Ross is on their threatening way to, to sue the township? Threatening to sue the township if they get a no answer on this reason. And the township let them sue. Well, but the township can't afford. I'm we assuming. Can't we can't afford it financially. We couldn't afford it. And they could drag it on for years to so the point So can where everybody do this? So can I just threaten to sue the township for anything that I want? Well, if you had enough money. Yeah. Well, exactly. It's money. And here's the it's thing. The money. It's privatizing profits and socializing risk. And it's happening all over the place. Companies with money are just doing whatever they want to do. And if they don't get their way, they sue. And the little people like us can't do a whole lot about it. All the power wow. is in zoning. And in the past, we thought we had power in zoning. No more. Because our zoning laws, like if something passes zoning, EPA told me this, if something passes zoning and it goes to the EPA, and it's zoned properly, the EPA can't say no as long as their request falls within the guidelines of the law. They said, yeah. Eric Bully from the EPA, he used to regulate Ross and in the air division, told me that he can't tell me how many times communities come back to him after the disaster happens. And he said, I can't do anything about it. You chose to allow it by allowing the zoning and I can't do anything about it. So our power is being threatened. And this is happening all over the country. I started Googling it. All these landfills and hazardous waste dumps and things like this are coming into smaller communities. They tend to either be lower income or minorities. And there's no way for people to stand up for it. And so it's and a racial issue. I knew it. They're all a bunch of racists. <laughs> Being the only brown person, I can tell you that it's it goes beyond that. It's it's yeah. a sort of a discrimination of uh it's like a caste. It's classism. Yeah. This is a yes, it is. This yeah. is an aging farming community. Much of the land that is farmed here is no longer owned by the the original uh families that owned the farms. They, you know, their gener younger generations, they went off to college or did whatever and decided they didn't want to farm anymore. So even if the, the land is owned by them still, they're leasing it to people. But people are still um, right, right in my road. 
um, it's probably less than a half a mile from my house, there's a guy who raises cattle. And I wouldn't eat those cows. They're, they're beef cattle. I wouldn't eat them. I see what they're grazing in. And um, I know that he supplements his, his uh, feed with corn that's grown out here too. So no, not having it. But, wait, but he's feeding no. So anyway, the moratorium was worth it. He's feeding other people. I wouldn't eat it. Wow. Yeah, you can go down to the, a little farther down the road to the meat processing plant. And, and a lot of the farmers in the area, that's where they bring their meat. It's processed, it's packaged there. And many of them sell it from that, that processing, from those so, freezers. So without this rezoning, can Ross destroy and take the East Palestine waste? Without this rezoning, it would really impede them. Uh, the, the problem is they're not going to take no for an answer. They're going to push it. Even if they say no, they're not going to let up. And I don't understand um, how that's even possible, that, that they can force us to change what was put in place for our protection. It's, it's wrong. Right. Wow. Yeah, it is wrong. And so you're kind of, like Michelle was saying, you're dealing with two separate issues. One that you, you kind of wish wasn't even there to begin with. And then the right. expansion that would make it um, exponentially worse. Did they ask for this land use expansion after the East Palestine derailment? Or have they been in the works? It was after. Expand? It was after, but they had been planning for it before. Okay, they, they, they prepared for it. Uh, to tell you the truth, it's sad, but um, there's a scripture verse that, that God's going to take what the enemy meant for harm and use it for our good. Mm -hmm. I believe that this was fortuitous. The train derailing actually woke people up and said, whoa, I feel the same that's when we this. realized what that's when we started seeing what they had been doing all along, what they were planning all along. You know, and I'm, I'm glad that you brought God into this because that's literally when it, when it boils down to this. And I said this to Kevin and Christine on the phone. You know, in, in our, the founding of our nation, there's a flag that's called the appeal to heaven flag. And they knew that once you reach a point where even like you can't do anything, we have to reach to the courts of heaven and bring God's justice because this is just the devil. I mean, this is so this is so evil. Trying to destroy God's It says God will destroy those that destroy the earth. And yeah. I'm like, that's where we're at on this. I am bringing God's judgment. I am calling on God's justice. And we're going to do whatever we can here on this earth to bring these people to justice because this is not just wrong it's not just illegal they shouldn't just be fined some of these people who know exactly what they're doing they and they're go to jail and poisoning people and giving them cancers christine was telling me that she was talking to a little old lady after one of your meetings who was saying that she knew all of these people that had cancers and i'm just thinking to myself and wasn't it um in one of the school districts next to your guys's, a bunch of the teachers had breast cancer. In our, yeah, it's our our school district. There is a, and I don't know the exact number, but uh, there's an inordinate number of women who had cancer. Um, they were teachers and and uh, administrators, and and the water is well water. That was wow. you know that was what they suspect. That was the commonality. I mean, can we prove it? Are there tests? No. But seriously, a buildings full of women with cancer, you explain it to me. And well, the one thing common is that they're drinking water. Cancers are uh, where your body's reaction to a, like a foreign body 
and that your your body it encapsulates that foreign body. And so when we're dealing with a lot of these chemicals, there's not a lot of, you know, when you're dealing with the, now the, the vinyl chloride and the burning of vinyl chloride, which is, you know, obviously mixed with the other chemicals is incredibly uh, dangerous. When you're dealing with these, um, the, the PFAs, when you're dealing PFAs. with the PF, what is the it? PA, PFAS, PF is that right? The yeah. PFAS. 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 PFAS, the PFAS. When you're dealing with these, the Teflons and stuff, we know that Teflon causes cancer. That's why we all hopefully got rid of our, you know, nonstick pans. And we do know that those who were in the factories making the Teflon material were getting cancers. And so the burning of this is, it it's hard to put into perspective. So I really appreciate you guys coming on and raising awareness michelle's kind of started this out by saying should we even be using these chemicals like can we can we do life without killing each other and you know those pfas they're now finding they're causing heart disease this is bigger than cancer right so we need to do and there was another train derailment uh recently in uh pennsylvania and you know and they, and they immediately in this case, evacuate like the whole town. They say they come back later and say, oh, it's fine. It's not a big deal. Everybody can come back. But here's my thought on this, guys. Why are we using chemicals that are so dangerous that if they crash, you have to evacuate a town? What is going on behind the scenes has now been brought to the surface and now we have to deal with it. And, and, and like you said, Elizabeth, I think that God is turning this around for good. And I would like to say this to Ross Industries. I may just be a little old podcaster, um, but anyone can start a ruckus. And so I this is what I want to say to Ross Industries. You have been found out. Mm -hmm. And we are not going to stop until everyone knows the big bully that you are. Mm -hmm. And... And this goes beyond just Ross Industries. To all of you big industries out there for trying to cover up the fact that you're trying to make big money off of poisoning cities and strong-arming these cities, we have had enough. This is not going to go silent any longer. And we're going to raise Kane until this is, this, is, this is finished. You know, our... However long you want to say that the earth existed, millions of years or 6,000, 6, I can tell you this, we did not have these kind of chemicals for that whole duration. No one was using them. We, life existed just fine without it. And so if we have to curb some of our selfish ambitions to say, you know what, let's go back to the old ways. Let's go back to maybe building a house without PVC. You know, you can use copper pipes. Copper's actually good. You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't have to have all of the things that they tell us that we have to have. You go to third world countries and a lot of these people are actually not, not third world countries where they're starving, but like not developed nations. And they actually live okay. So don't tell me that we have to have these things the plastics, the all of these plastics and all of these chemicals. We don't. You go to like, 
and, and I, I, we're all guilty of it, right? You go to a home improvement store and you want your paints and you want your, and you want it to do all of the things. You want it to have the 30 year warranty and you want it to, we want the stuff. So again, this isn't just to Ross Industries. This isn't just, a, this is, and I'm imploring the people that are watching this. Hey guys, let's do better. Like we can do better. But in the meantime, we have to, to, to put in a stop gap from these companies, especially in places, and this is very, very important for Eaton Township and where you guys are at in Lorraine County because of this uh, Willow Creek that goes through and the waterway going to Lake Erie. And like you said, I don't want to be an alarmist, but this is worldwide catastrophic, okay? Especially for you guys for right now. I want to get both of your final thoughts, but before I do that, can someone speak to me about one more time, because this is important because I cannot stand Mike DeWine. He gave permission to just Ross Industries to expand when there is a moratorium on expansion for these um, incinerating companies. When was that permission given to Ross Industries by Mike DeWine? I believe it was January. It was January. And it was tacked onto a bill. I want to say it was like an appropriations bill or something. There was another bill and it was just tacked on. Okay. And it had to do with another incinerator in Ohio. And I don't understand that, but it did have to do with another incinerator, I believe, coming online in Ohio. In other words, it was another representative's ask. Right, because... And then this got pulled into it. Okay, and also I do have another thought, actually, going back to my original notes that I had I had taken to do the RAV segment, that we, the Real America's Voice segment we did last two weeks ago. Um... Ross Industries has also given donations. Am I correct about that? <laughs> oh, can I, I can I please have this? Yes. Okay. Go ahead. Ross throws their money around like Daddy Warbucks. Okay. <laughs> they have given money to the schools. Mm. Ross Field. <laughs> they uh. have given money to uh, the fire department. And I will tell you this. The fire department, our fire department is kick butt. They are like the the dudes and the chicks, because we do have some some ladies too. But um we're we're like the go-to, the standard. They're really good. But does that mean because you are benevolent, you own the, us? That's not right. They've given money to the county fair, Lorraine County Fair. Right. And let me connect the dots you on this i'm probably gonna get in a heap of trouble for this it is provable our three trustees who have the final say as to whether or not we're gonna you know say no to the bully and and and, and become their big punching bag for however long they they want to do this they all three have connections in different ways to ross money it's not personal I can't use the words conflict of interest because that opens me up file, but it is the appearance of impropriety that we need to concern ourselves with. I'll go there. One used to work for Ross, now sits on the board no. of the Lorraine no, County. No, 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 no. That's a direct the board of the Lorraine County Fair. Well, I can't say that. I can't. <laughs> but um, so he's now on the board of the Lorraine County Fair, which receives 
bukus of money from Ross. Um, a, a second one is... Wait a minute, wait a minute. The county fair received $4 million from Ross Industries this year. It, yeah. Four yeah. million for the county fair, right? What kind of sins are they trying to atone? <laughs> the, another one of the the uh, trustees, his father, at one time, were, his father is, is passed on now. Worked for Ross. He himself is a firefighter paramedic. He's not serving in Eaton Township right now because he can't collect the two salaries as a firefighter and a trustee. So how he operates in a different um, township serving them. Um, but come on. And they've given them hundreds of thousands of dollars. Wow. Yep. This year. And then the third guy, he's a neighbor and a friend. He hunts and fishes with them on the, the lands that they own. So, and, and that guy, let me tell you what he did. I, I'm gonna get in so much trouble. In the beginning of this whole nightmare, he comes over after a meeting and hands me a packet of information produced by Ross. It's like their marketing packet sure. that explains how they operate and this and that, and says to me, you know, I thought this would be helpful for you to read, and then maybe you'd have a better understanding. And I oh, thought, wow. you know what the understanding I just got was? You're going to vote for this. You are for this. We, wow. we have no... You know, it's like, so he's using Ross Industries' own propaganda, and he's trying to try to convince all the citizens that they're good because he's friends with them, and then he's going to hand out this propaganda. This sounds very similar to Aaron Brockovich. It sounds like it. it this is pretty. It's pretty disgusting. But no, but you know what? It not is, only that, I was just that's the that's the exact word. I was disgusted. I I was appalled. I thought first of all, you just called me an idiot. <laughs> And, and second of all, you just showed your behind. And then I'd be like, I'm going to burn it. I'm burning your material. I'm going to incinerate it and bury it in my yard. All right, Karen, what were you going to say? Um, this is where it's like, if they vote for it, though, and, and Jason Monchen told us this, if they vote for it, they're okay. If they vote against it, they're going to be sued. So anyway, so... We talked to the prosecutor last night, and he was like, and we said to him, I said, okay, you know, that's going to happen. He goes, he goes, yeah, and he goes, and I'm going to have to defend him. I said, well, what if we do a referendum? I said, is, are we going to be sued? Is there going to be a lawsuit? And he said, well, he said, there could be a lawsuit against, like, if we voted, in other words, if it was voted through on the people, there could still be a lawsuit, and he'd still have to defend it, but he thinks that he would be able to defend it better if it, the lawsuit came in that way. So essentially what you're saying is, now, let's all keep in mind that your board of trustees and your trustees, they're supposed to be the people, by the way. They're supposed to represent the people. So the decisions that they make should hold as much weight as a referendum. But so what you're saying is in order to stop this, if you guys literally passed a referendum to stop this expansion, then they could still sue the people. And then the prosecutor was saying, I would be able to defend that just a little bit easier than defending if it was the board of trustees that said no. Got it. Yeah. All right. Final thoughts from both Pretty of you. Go ahead, Elizabeth. What I was going to say is, um, 
he, Ross would be still suing the township because how do you sue an entire community of people? They would sure, come right. after the township, but it is more defensible. And that's what we're trying to get them to have the cojones to do. Stand up against this and say, hey, no. And, and you know what? You might punch me in the face, but I can take it. Yeah. Let the, let the law play out. Let the law play out. Yeah. In the end, in the end, I'm still standing. Yeah. For what's right. That's really good. All right, Karen, what are your final thoughts? Well, last night I spoke with somebody who um, is on the zoning commission and actually I believe he's an alternate. And he said to me, I said, you know, they could put this an hour south of here. And he said, no, they couldn't. He said, because um, the EPA wouldn't allow it. I said, why not? Why would you think that? You know what I mean? And then he says to me, you know, he said, you know how many houses they could put on that property that Ross has? They could put 5,000 houses here. He goes, I don't want those houses here. And oh. so are you voting on this? Are you, you know, influencing this because you would rather have this giant, you know, monofill rather than houses because he thinks that's too many houses for the for the neighborhood i just thought that was really odd but my 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 final thought is this whole idea again of the privatized profits and socialized risk because i read an article on that and they said you know what you know we had like matriarchal societies patriarchal societies they said this is a very patriarchal model mm. that the companies are really a lot of them it's a patriarchal energy if it isn't all mostly still men. And it is mostly men at Ross. I think there there's one woman that, you know, that's a vice it's president. It's misogynistic. Yeah. And, and, and they're coming, you know, into these communities with their money and, and being the bully. And it's mostly the women that are being the activists right. because it's, it's hitting on women's issues. It's hitting on the family. It's hitting on the health care. It's yeah. hitting on the, you know, the children, the toxins. It's hitting on the food system. Yeah. And it's women that across the country that are the ones that are standing up and fighting this. And like you two, like our group, although we have men supporting it, it's the four of us women that have really taken the lead in the community. And that's what's happening across the nation. Is this the big men in the corporations and then the little uh, little women like you guys just saying you're it's a this is a David and Goliath story yeah. actually that's exactly yeah. what we're looking at here is it and and for all intents and purposes from what I have seen like I said to me this is a completely bipartisan issue of good and evil you've got bipartisan people joining together to fight against this and you've got the yes. bipartisan people on the other side that are completely corrupt and at the bottom of all of this is money and people that greed and, and greed but people that that don't care about health and they don't care about our environment i see those two things inextricably joined together people that just don't care about the health of mankind they don't care about our environment and i know i sound like some sort of like big greenie but guys we have reached the point where we have to talk about these things i don't care about your political stance frankly i don't lee and i have a saying on our show we don't lean right we don't lean left we lean on the word of god and i can tell you something right now ben. 
God is not happy with Ross Industries. God is not happy with Mike DeWine. God is not happy with these board of trustees that are going to lean toward this vote. Okay. And, and let's not forget Norfolk Southern. And let's Norfolk not forget Southern. the uh, 1,300 train derailments a, a year that we have. And these trains, we've all gone past them with all their graffiti on them. And little did we know that if they if if they fall over, there can be a giant explosion that can send toxic waste into the air that needs to be remediated. So Michelle and I, Michelle got a scripture because we really felt the there was whatever happened in East Palestine was spiritual. I can't explain it. The world felt it. It, it, and it felt like an attack from the enemy. I don't know how, and that could be that could go towards. Um, the executives at Norfolk Southern uh, making some sort of, um, you know, nefarious pact that could go to the people making the chemicals. There is a world of good and evil. And behind these closed doors, evil people make different deals. And they make these deals, you know, we you hear about the Titanic conspiracy that maybe it was switched to get some insurance money uh and and we don't know whether that's true or not but we do know that these deals do go on behind closed doors where evil people will make deals without caring about what the effects are for other people and other evil people look the other way exactly so when exactly and so you could feel almost the, the viscerally this this evil that happened when the the train derailed like there was something evil and we and we can feel the cover-up the people in east palestine around ohio can smell the cover-up and i will tell you this um so we michelle got a word from god about healing the waters why don't you tell that while we're here well it, it elijah actually went to a town or was it elisha I'm going to get them wrong. They're easy, easily confusable. Um, went to a town and they were said, hey, our water's really bad. It's so, bitter. It's, it's making... bitter. It's killing people. Yeah. It's killing the animals. And so he used salt and he poured it in at the head of the water and it heals the water. So that's the very short of the story. Okay. And, and now obviously the salt didn't heal the, the water. The salt, it was God it was, that healed the water. So what we did, we did a big event right after East Palestine. We gathered a bunch of people together in a church to pray, to pray for East Palestine. And we sent everyone home with a baggie of salt and we told them to go. Go to their their waterways and their tributaries and pray, and pray and put that salt in the water. And this became a nationwide movement where people were doing this and, and around the world, around the world. And it spoke something to me very loudly that there are people that care about our our environment far more than we think. You know, they may they be, just want something to they do. They may be ignorant. They may not know exactly how bad certain things are, but they get that something's wrong and they want to do something, whatever they can do. We're going to do that appeal to heaven. We'll put salt in the river. What can we do? So we went down to the Ohio River because uh, we're in Cincinnati and we were going to throw our, our salt in the river. And we ended up on some private property on accident and a lady came out and she uh, was actually happy for us to be there. She's like, please, any prayer or anything. She goes, I want you to look at this sludge line. She said that the Ohio River had risen and about 25 to 30 feet into her property, the, the Ohio River does go up periodically into her property. She said, and we have pictures of it, was this dark gray sludge left behind. And so we're in Cincinnati. So we're hundreds of miles of river downstream from East Palestine. And 
the fact that this sludge, whatever happened, whatever these chemicals were, were so concentrated in the river water of the Ohio that it was coming up onto the banks all along the whole river. This, what, this is a catastrophic event that's now just been hush-hushed and we're going to send how many hundreds of thousands of gallons to Eaton Township, to, to Lorraine County, to Ross Industries, and just let them deal with it. And by the way, let's give them extra expansion so that they can handle these kinds of uh, spills. Here's what I say. I say to the executives of Norfolk Southern, put the incinerator in your backyard. Come on. <laughs> Put it in your backyard. And I actually would say that to Mike DeWine. It, put it in your town. Put it in your town. Put it in your backyard. And I want you drinking out of a well. And then you tell me that it's safe. I remember, I think, um, I don't know, Mike DeWine was handed a glass of water at some point, And he's mm -hmm. like, ah, I don't know if I'm going to drink that. Uh, yeah, exactly. Right? It, so we have a lot of corruption going around. Ohio is one of the it's one of those states where everybody thinks that it's kind of normal here, but it's not. The corruption in Ohio, I mean, we had a, um, a state, our um, Speaker of the House is, ex-Speaker of the House is going to jail. So I want to do for something. For corruption. It's not, it's not a, uh, oh, yeah, all this, is, you know, yeah. These, these happy, great Republicans. No, no, no. They're all corrupt. They're all on the take. And we need to change politics we need to change it at the local level, at the trustee level. And I think with you two ladies, um, you're, bringing, you're bringing in scripture and you're praying. And this is something that's been on our hearts uh, tremendously. We have to stop uh, looking at the R or the D and, we have, and seeing who do, we, who do we just check the, the box for. We it's have the C and the U, the corrupt and the uncorrupt. That's the, those are the letters I'm looking for. But had, you have to pray first. And this is something we don't do. When was the last time we prayed for God to give us good trustees? I don't think I ever have, honestly. Just last year, we started to pray for God to get good people to run for office. And then we had a bunch of friends trying to run for office. And lo and behold, these parties are, are locked tight. They don't let normies in. They don't want you in. There's a there's a good old boy and girl club, and they don't want you in. You have to you have to toe the line. You have to put in your hours. You gotta, you gotta know kiss somebody. the ring, right? You gotta you. Right. Ha it's like a initiation. It's like uh, you got to be the plebes at West Point first or whatever, and and then work your way forward. That's not, but that's not the government that we're supposed to have. This is, nope. this is, this is it. And so I think that as we end this, we, we should end in prayer. And what we need to pray is that God will move on the hearts of these trustee people. Uh, that number one, that the God will open their eyes to the destruction. Okay. And how bad it is. And how bad it is. And then if they are going to, if, if they cannot be changed, which I believe that God can change hearts. If they're not going to change that God removes them that they are not allowed in the name of Jesus to make these affirmative votes, that God gives them a backbone, that God makes gives them a backbone of steel to stand up, that they're, that the, that, and then we begin to pray against the Ross Industries because like Michelle said, God says, I will destroy those who destroy the earth. And so sometimes we have to pray for God's justice, which is God's judgment. And so we have to say, God, stop this. 
I need you to stop. I need you to put a stop so to this. Before we pray, I want to do something. And I, this is why I asked the ladies for this information. We're, and I'm going to put this information on the screen when I edit the video. And it's going to also go in the description. So if you live in Ohio, especially, I want you to take down these names and these phone numbers. And I'm going to read them out loud. So we have these trustees um, for Eaton Township. Jason Monchin, that's M-O-N-S-C-H-E-I-N. His phone number that you can contact him at is 330-635-7715. His email address is J-M-O-N-S-H-S-C-H-E-I-N at eatontownship.org. Next one, Matt Hignett, H-I-G-N-E-T-T. -T. His phone number that you can reach him at is 330-635-5992. His email address is M-H-I-G-N-E-T-T -T at eatontownship.org. Then we've got Steve Franks. His phone number that you can reach him at is 330-635-1391. His email address is sfranks at eatontownship.org. Now, I think you ladies also had sent me another one that I um, wanted to read. There was one more that I think needed to be added. Am I right about that? Is the alternate? Yeah, George. George um, Anders. He's the zoning inspector. Okay, so that would be the email address for that would be zoninginspector at glwb.net. Again, I'm going to have all of these in the description, but I feel like saying them out loud is very important. Um, so contact them if you're in Ohio. Especially and say, everybody that has a phone number. I want you to call them. And you know what? I'm, I don't normally do this because I don't feel like it's right, but in, in this case, we're going to. I don't care where you live. Call these people. Call these people and let them know, hey, we saw the video that Karen and Elizabeth did with the resistance chicks, and we're sharing it with everyone that we know. And so the whole world is going to know. And we have your phone back. Number. You can say no. We will have your back. You can say no. We'll get you some media coverage. We will show how the how uh, Ross Industries is strong arming you. Yes. And you don't have to be afraid of these big bad companies. You can put the people of the Rain County first of Eaton County. Uh, is it is the Rain County? And what is Eaton it Township? Eaton Township. You yes. can put the people of Eaton Township first. So there's also, and again, I'm just going to say this out loud and then it'll be in the description. We've got the the Lorraine County Commissioners, David Moore, D-M-O-O-R-E at LorraineCounty.us, Jeff Riddle, his email is J-R-I-D-D-E-L-L -L at LorraineCounty.us, and Michelle Hung, M-H-U-N-G at LorraineCounty.us. Um, I, it is, there is something very powerful about speaking out these names and their email addresses. And because when they hear it, it's like, oh my gosh, they said my name. Now who's, who now knows who I am? I'm not, I'm not in the dark anymore. You have been, all of you that I just named, you have been brought to the light. And you can do the right thing. And you and can do the right thing. we expect you to do it. We expect you to do it. And one other thing. Everybody start going to their zoning meetings, their township yes. trustee meetings to pay attention to what's going on. Read the legal section in the newspaper. They're required yeah. to announce certain things and just pay attention. Look to see what your zoning allows. Change it before it, it gets to the point where we are. If we knew the zoning was like that, it would have been changed. There is Absolutely. no light industrial in Eaton Township. There's only heavy industrial. Wow.
That's really powerful and it's really important. So this this video doesn't just affect Ohioans. It doesn't just affect you guys there in Lorain County. This affects everybody. And I'm really glad that you said that, Karen, because if we don't all step up to stop this kind of stuff, yeah. where are we going to be? Make a stand and make a stand here because you care about uh, the people in Eastern Ohio. You care about people in Ohio and obviously Western Pennsylvania and West Virginia. And we're all this, you know, these chemicals are affecting many people. Make a stand here in Eaton Township and let it reverberate. Let it go into your township. Yeah. And maybe maybe do a little research. Where what what are these heavy industrial uh, waste incinerators? Where are they? What what does it look like? It, you know, it, and I think that if we just put some pressure on it and we and we kind of expose it, that light is the best disinfectant. Amen. Yeah, that's really good. All right, ladies, I'm going to pray, and we are going to um, we're going to make a stand here, even with our prayers. So. Lord God, we come before you and I thank you for Karen Johnson and for Elizabeth Rattray. I thank you for all the people that are standing um, up to these Goliaths. And I pray that you give them the five smooth stones that they need to metaphorically take out um, Ross Industries. And I just lift up all of these township trustees and the county commissioners. And I pray that you move on their hearts, just like you have on King's hearts in the past and in the Bible, and you've given them dreams and nightmares. Um, I pray that you do that. Torment them in their sleep. May they um, come to grips with the fact that this is not an inert uh, issue. This is something that is affecting countless people and has been affecting countless people. And God, we know that you love the planet, that you created it, that you want people to live and breathe healthy um, air and drink healthy water and grow food in healthy soil. And so Lord God, only you can really clean this mess up. So we ask you and we ask for divine justice. We ask for healing for people from East Palestine all the way to uh, Eaton Township, everybody that's been affected from any kind of chemical that has um been thrust upon them and foisted on them, not by their own. They didn't ask for it. So Lord God, heal these bodies, bring justice to this situation. And I pray that you show us how to live in society as clean and wholesome as you designed us to live. You didn't design us to live this way. You didn't design us to do these chemicals. It's a Tower of Babel type uh, thing to think that we can be bigger than God and we can't. So Lord God, I just pray that you do the thing that we cannot do and bless these women. May their voice be mighty. May they go before um, everyone that needs to hear what they have to say. And I pray, I plead a hedge of protection around them for anybody that would like to come after them to stop them or to shut them up, that no one will be able to touch them, that they are untouchable um, and that you will bring justice to this situation. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. 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 All right, thank ladies, you. thank you so much for coming on the program. I am personally going to call all of those numbers tomorrow and let them know that, um, or actually I'll probably be doing it today to let them know that we are going to be airing this episode and um, ask if they have anything that they want to say before we do air this episode. And, I, and that way they know this is not going to be in the dark anymore. We are shedding light on this and... Um, and hopefully, and I will send the emails too. I will I will be sending out emails to them as well to let them know, hey, you have a chance to respond if you want to add anything. And I will put it at the end of the video if they have anything that they want to say. We'll allow them to have their say. But here's the deal, guys. Um, it's very, very important not to allow these things to be swept under the rug. Karen and Elizabeth, I think you guys are American heroes. And I want to thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for having thank us. Thank you. Thank you for partnering.
thank you for partnering with us. And hopefully this won't be the last time we have you on the show. We will uh, keep you guys abreast of the development of what's going on. So guys, remember, it's we. This is what, this is what we say on our show. Some of these things sound so crazy that they can't be true. So we always say it's not just a conspiracy theory if it's actually the truth. A conspiracy is just a bunch of people getting together to conspire to do something wrong. That's what we are seeing with Ross Industries. And it seems like that's what's happening with some of these trustees as well. It's a conspiracy. They're conspiring to do something that is wrong, to go around the people and the will of the people and the protection of the people. And we are not going to allow it to stand. So we love you guys. God loves you. God bless. And we will see you next time right here on resistancechicks.com. Bye, guys. Thanks, Karen. Thanks, Elizabeth. Thank you. Oh my.